I have the mini sticks. Are we ready to do the thing? Are you ready? I am so ready. You're so ready. With that being said, welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. My name's not Dump, his name's not Chase. Um, I just feel like that's sort of become our tagline now, so we're sticking with it. What if I legally change my name to Chase? Well, then I can say my name's not Dump, but his name is Chase. So that could be a thing, but please don't do that. (laughs) Anyway. I'll think about it. You'll think about it. Okay. Well, we thank you for returning to listen to our podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, I just want to take this moment right now to thank our listeners. Um, This podcast has grown quicker than I thought it would. Um, To be honest, I thought that I would be looking at the analytics, seeing two listeners, one being me, one being Ben. Actually, no, it'd be three. And there'd be the other person that clicked on it accidentally and didn't want to make that mistake. But thank you for those of you who have clicked on um, on our podcast. Um, it means a lot. Um, so far, I believe on Spotify, we've seen 22 listeners. So far, that's just Spotify alone. But podcast analytics suck, so I can't actually for certain say how many people we've had click on our episode in total throughout different platforms it's rather difficult but we thank you for those of you who have and who actually stay listening so thank you for that now what are we going to cover today we've got a round two recap very brief round two there was not wasn't even a single game seven this year um we have um Playoff success by some current star players that we're going to talk about. We're going to go over the trophy nominations as well as some extra NHL and hockey news at the end. Awesome. Well, with that being said, we should probably dive straight into the round two recap. So Tampa versus Carolina. What do you have to say about that series? Actually, I have one thing to say before you do. So if you recall in the last episode, I said any team that I cheer for loses in the round that I cheer for them in. First round was, was uh, Florida. I decided I'd be a Panthers fan, and we, we, we all know how that turned out. They got beat by the Lightning. And then I cheered for the Hurricanes. Now it would look like I'm just cheering against the Lightning, which isn't true. I'm not cheering against the Lightning. I'm cheering for the team that I most like in the playoffs. But they lost. So, so you're cheering for the Lightning now, right? No. <laughs> I am cheering for Vegas. Go Vegas. He's only doing that because he wants Vegas to lose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he only wants Vegas to lose because I want Vegas to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, so, what else do you have to say about that series? Anything else that um, stuck out to you? Tampa, Carolina. It was... I was hoping Carolina was going to pull an upset in this one, mm-hmm. but they really didn't put up much of a fight. Vasilevsky did really, really well, Sounds as Vasilevsky like does. He got his, I believe it was third straight series-winning shutout, wow. which is the first time that's ever been done. It was either his third or his fourth straight series-winning shutout, which is the mm. first time in NHL history that's been done. Um, Interesting. And on top of that, Kucherov, at some point during the series, um, he boosted his playoff career playoff stats um in his by his 100th playoff game to 41 goals and 71 assists which as far as for which is the one two three four he's only the seventh player in nhl history to get 40 goals and 70 assists in 100 
career playoff games. Oh. Well, and he's not even that old or been no. around for that long. How old is he? Like mid 20s, do you think? I'd say late 20s is my late guess. 20s? Late 20s okay. or like okay. even 30. Yeah, I'm not sure about uh, ages of different players. But 27. Like I said, not 27, even, not okay. Not even really late. Okay. Well, anyway, I would have definitely liked to have seen Carolina advance instead of Tampa Bay, but so be it. I don't really mind Tampa Bay. It's just I like. I don't like seeing the same team win multiple times in a row unless it's the Oilers, which uh-huh. I haven't seen. Uh-huh. You've never <laughs> seen in your lifetime. I don't know that you ever will. Um, moving on from that, um, I just had to make that little jab there. But um, with the it does it does bug me a little bit with the Lightning now how they use the rules to find a loophole and go over the cap. I'm not a huge fan of that. Or is it just a sign of good general managing by Steve Eiserman? Hmm. I will say their current general manager gets way too much credit because Eisenman just left because he wanted to go to Detroit, and this guy took over a operation that was already fully operational. <laughs> and Literally. he's like, look at what I did. No kidding. <laughs> and now everybody's like, the best general manager in the league right there. Who Meanwhile, Eisenman is rebuilding Detroit. Who's Tampa um, Bay's GM? I can't remember his name. I... Oh. Well, last I knew it was Eisenman, and now he's trying to rebuild Detroit. I wonder what kind of magic he can work with Detroit. Well, I'm sure he, in five years there'll be a playoff team, and I'm he's, confident in that. He's Eisenman, so, you know, what what can you really say about that? But you have that. Julian Brisbois, that's the name of the Okay, team. I've never heard his name before. Awesome. Um, anything else to add to that series? Is that kind of it? That's kind of it. That's kind of it. Jets Habs. Four-game sweep by the Habs. Now, at the end of the last episode, we briefly brought up... Was it Jake Evans? Uh, Yeah, yeah, Jake Evans getting hit by Mark Scheifele. Getting hit by Mark Scheifele, yes. Um, Scary hit. um, But we then saw Mark Scheifele get suspended for... How many games did he actually get suspended for? Was it four? It was four. Okay. But then he didn't play another game because he got swept. If he hadn't been suspended four games, do you think the Jets would have won at least one? It wouldn't have been a sweep, I don't think, if Shifley played. Um, the Jets also lost a couple other guys due to injury at the same time. Um, they lost Dylan DeMello for at least a game. And they lost... Oh shoot, who was the other guy? Um, uh, they lost Paul Stasny for at least a game. I can't remember how long either of those two were out. Um, there's a possibility it was just a game, but... Um, yeah, sorry, excuse me. Um, but yeah, both those both those guys being gone didn't help either. They're already shallow defense core. Didn't it doesn't help losing a player like Demelo, even though he's not that great. Every defenseman yeah. you lose when you've only got six defensemen is well, exactly, is yeah. Um, what else did you want to add to that series? Um, with with that Shifley hit, I definitely think that he should have only gotten two games. Right. Um, like, like I said in the last one, it, it, it's not like he's Rafi Torres out there. Yeah. And in high speed, it looks really, really bad. It does. But if you slow it down, he does make head contact, but it's not the first point of contact. He actually does make chest contact first. And, um, when he makes that contact, he does leave his feet, which is where I would say the suspension should come from. But he got suspended for charging. And he was not charging. He was he gli- he came in at high speed, but he was gliding from the circles. 
And it's only charging if you're taking strides into a hit. Right, and he didn't do that. And people are saying that he was malicious about it and he was trying to injure uh, Jake Evans. I really don't buy that. He's like... Noah said, it's not like he's Rafi Torres out there. It, it, was exactly. an, it was an empty net on a wraparound, and he was trying to prevent the goal. If he went for the puck, he wouldn't have had any chance to take the puck because he would have been extended, and he would only have had one hand. So it would have been a really low chance. So taking the body, and that is the best way to do that, and that's um, that's just that's something that you're taught in hockey is to take the body. Right. Um, when you take the body, you prevent the player from moving and the puck go somewhere else where for your partner to deal with it. exactly so. that's all that's the main thing that in in rack league playing defense the main thing that was always drilled into my head was just stay like the guy can do whatever he wants with the puck just stay in front between just keep yourself between him and the net and nothing should happen unless he passes it but you've done your job then yeah and the the flack that shifley got and especially that his family got that was, was totally unnecessary that was unnecessary and unacceptable it was totally like, unacceptable it's like i said even if he did do it on purpose he's never done something like this before and you've got to realize that these guys are hockey players playing a game that's moving at 40 kilometers an hour at least in an enclosed space with 10 people in the playoffs with people screaming and yelling at them for one of the most prized possessions in hockey and well making, no one was screaming and yelling it was it, a canadian series or it was a it was a Canadian hockey game. There so. were some fans. There were some fans, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, not very many though. Right. So not too much screaming yeah. and yelling. Um, but and you're making decisions in half a second. So right. of course people are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you you especially can't go after people's families. No, like like he said in the interview, I watched uh, the post. Was it post game? No, it wasn't post game. That'd have been too soon. Um. In an interview with Mark Shifley, he said, "You know, I can. You can go after me, whatever. I can take the hate. I'm. I'm a grown man. I'm. A, I'm a big boy. I can take it. But don't go after my family, sort of thing. And yeah. that's very respectable for those who actually went after his family. Give your head a shake. I mean, come on. They didn't do it. He did. That's all I have to say about that. Like seriously. Um." Also, um, it was nice to see Ehlers in there when Jake Evans was down unconscious. Yes. Um, everybody was scrumming around, and he braced himself and made, and prevented everybody from falling over him. And as much as I think a lot of Oilers fans are wanting to hate on Ehlers right now because he yeah. pretty much single-handedly eliminated from the, us from the playoffs, him and Hellebuck at least. I was going to say him and Hellebuck. <laughs> you cannot discredit um, Hellebuck. Ehlers' attitude, not even just in this situation, he has such a good attitude. Absolutely. And he is a very good hockey player. And he's a complete hockey player, and I really do respect him as a player. And yeah, I think he proved that in in this. Well, period. totally. He I mean he stopped people from falling and potentially making the injury worse by protecting Jake Evans from the scrum that was happening. So, yeah. good guy, good guy. And poor Jake Evans. The next day was his birthday. Really? Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Way um, to have a nice birthday. Yeah. Um, also. Um, Moving on a little bit, staying within the series, but mm-hmm. moving on from the hit. Um, with the, this series win, the Canadians went to seven straight games um, having won. And in all of those games, they did the whole thing without trailing at any point. And, um, and that combined with their time at the beginning of game one of round three against Vegas combined... They are the second highest um, 
second highest in the league for consec- for straight time going without trailing in a game in wow. the playoffs. Trailing only the 1960 Montreal Canadiens. Right, okay. <laughs> I love how I don't love pretty much every single playoff record out there pretty much imaginable is set by the Montreal Canadiens. Mm. It's annoying. It, it it does come with the territory of being an original six team that dominated the whole time. Yeah. They but. won tons of cups when they were basically the only team in the league. Yeah. So there's that. At that point, if you had if every team was somewhat decent, you had a 1 in 6 chance of winning the cup. So, you know, it's better than today's 1 in 32. Was it 31? Um It's 31. Yeah, I can't remember. They won in 96. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, oh, how many teams in the NHL right now? Oh, 31 teams in the NHL. Yeah, 31 teams in the yeah. NHL. I get that confused. 32 next year. That's right. And I get it confused with the NFL's 32. Okay. Yeah, and then we'll have 32 when, once the Seattle Kraken join the league. Um, but also, news that uh, it's totally off topic, but needs to be mentioned. Um, what's his Gerard Gallant. Oh, Yes. I, we, I everyone thought he was. he was going to be the coach of the Seattle Kraken. Me especially. I, I've been touting that for over a year. And now he is, they announced he's the coach of the New York Rangers. Now, does this make me upset? Yes, it makes me upset. Only because you wanted them. Why <laughs> did the Flames not hire Gerard Gallant? Well, who's to say they didn't try? Okay, fair. We never heard anything about it. Yeah. Um, no news ever came. Like... After he got fired from Vegas, you basically didn't hear about the guy. It's like he disappeared off the face of the planet until like a week ago. All of a sudden, he's hired again. Yeah. Which, obviously, he very well deserves an NHL job. Probably top three, if not top... I'd say top five for sure. I don't know. I, I'd have to look through the coaches to make a ranking. I, I guarantee Fair. top five, but there are a lot of coaches in the league I like. John Cooper's really good. Oh, Barry Trotz has um, Barry, to be number Barry, one. Barry Trotz is John Tortorella. As much as people like to hate on him, he yeah. make, he makes winning teams. He does. Yeah. So there's that news. I, I just just popped into my head. I figured I'd make mention of that. Rangers are gonna be good in a few years. Um, oh, they're gonna be great. The also with this Canadians beating the Jets. That's the second. The Jets swept the um, Oilers, and then the Jets got swept, swept. by the Canadians. Yeah. Do the Canadians get swept by Vegas? Now, mm. two years ago in the 2019 no. playoffs, this exact same thing happened. Really? Where, and it went all the way to the conference finals. Okay. The fir- a first round team swept a team, got swept in the second round, and then that winning team got swept in the Eastern Conference final. And Boston swept. It, somebody got swept by um, by the Islanders. Penguins got swept by the Islanders. Islanders got swept by the um, Hurricanes, and then the Hurricanes got swept so by, by the, the Bruins. Bruins. And then the Bruins lost in six to the Blues, I believe. Okay, that's um, interesting. So, does do we see the exact same thing happen? No, no. How how many games do you think the Vegas Canadians series goes to? Mm. Keep in mind, you're cheering for Vegas. I am cheering for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. So, am I really cheering for them? I don't know, but I'm going to say I am. So, I think the series will be Vegas in six. I think that's fair. If not, Vegas in five. Yeah, I'd say one of those two. Honestly, I don't know how the Canadians have made it this far. Carey Price, that's all I can say. Yeah, Carey Price. People said he was washed up all year because oh, he had yeah. a bad year. And I told them, no, he's Carey Price. He's exactly. Have, he's had injuries. 
And um, you know what? He never has the chance to recover from his injuries. But they made a good move this year. They brought in Jake Allen, which That's meant right. that he people were like, finally, Price is sitting because he's been doing terrible. Was he sitting because he was doing terrible in the regular season? Or was he sitting because the team was finally letting him recover from his injuries, which he's never been able to do before? It's the latter. I don't think that he was actually underperforming during the regular season. He may have been underperforming for a few games here and there, but I don't think, you know, it's not like a, they were splitting the net, were they? Sharing um, the crease? I don't think they were splitting 50-50, but Jake Allen did get a decent bit of start there. He did, he did. But, I, yeah, that's not because Carey Price is washed, because clearly he's not. Yeah, and they were able to do that because they went out and got a good backup goal. They did. Allen is a cap- very capable Where player. was he before? St. Louis. He was in St. Louis, okay. He's he, the one that played for them when Bennington decided that right. he wasn't good anymore when in the playoffs last year. <laughs> when Bennington's real colors, true colors were exposed. Yeah. Um, it was the Jake Allen show, but yeah, I mean, at the beginning of this year, they ranked Montreal's goaltending duo as the best in the league. Yeah. And then Calgary was top three until suddenly they weren't. Um, at the beginning of the season... Markstrom and, and Riddick was uh, a pretty good a pretty good duo there, but uh, yeah, that didn't go to plan. Only team I'd say that might have better goaltending a better goaltending duo than Allen Price, in my opinion, is Vegas with Le- Vegas. with Leonard Flurry. Yes, Leonard and Flurry. Who does it, Boston have? Boston has Rask and who? The Rask and I thought they had Halak. I thought but, they had Halak too, but I haven't seen him play. They've been playing a rookie lately. Oh, I can't remember his name. I'm gonna look and it I'm up. not sure if Halak is hurt. Or if this rookie is just Swayman, I believe is his name. Swayman. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Swayman, yeah. Yeah. They do have Halak. Okay. So I don't know if Halak is just hurt or if he wasn't playing well or what. But, um, yeah. Um, with this with Montreal doing well, they're showing, though, and Carey Price is showing um, what the value of a good goalie does. And in mm. the last decade, Montreal has been easily the most successful Canadian team. In the last decade, Montreal has the most wins of Canadian teams with five for series wins. Sorry. Um, Vancouver second with four. Um, most of those coming in 2011, I believe. Yep. <laughs> Three of them. And one of them coming against the Flames when they swept you guys. They um, did not. I thought, or did you guys sweep them? No, there was no sweepage. Was it, was it game seven? I can't remember. I believe it was in 2014 or 15. Somewhere in there. You guys to, lost to them. We did lose to them. Yeah. No, no, sorry, we beat them. You. I thought there was a sweep. I just couldn't so, remember which team swept who. So... If I if my memory serves me correct, the Flames beat the Canucks in twenty fourteen. Yeah. And then went on to lose to Anaheim. Or it was either twenty fourteen or fifteen. Um but then recently our most recent playoff appearance was twenty nineteen. And we got yeah. swept nope, was it game five? We may have won one. I think we no, I can't remember. It was either a sweep or Five games lost to Colorado. Okay. Yeah, that was... That's the sweep you you're swept. thinking of? You were swept. Right. That's not the one I was thinking of, but you guys were swept. Right. We were swept. Okay. My That's right. It was a sweep. My favorite playoff series that I've watched in a long time was Flames-Canucks in like 2015. It was the 14-15 season. That was the year of the, the comeback kids, they called yeah. us, or whatever they called the Flames, because they would be consistently losing in the third period by a few goals and come back and win it. Yeah. And then we made the playoffs and then beat the Canucks, I believe, and then lost to the Ducks. But it was a very entertaining series. Um, a lot of physicality in that series, as I recall. And 
my personal favorite moment of that was when um, Derek Anglin fought two Canucks at once. Did yes, you ever, I remember you that. did you do remember that? Yeah, it was legendary. There was a big scrum like it wasn't it was a line brawl, and then um, Derek Anglin's fighting one guy. He's getting pummeled, and then another guy comes over to help him, and then Anglin has one. He has one Canuck in each hand, and he's going at them both somehow. Yeah, total rabbit trail, but that was uh, definitely one of my favorite. Vancouver's moments. Uh, one of Vancouver's series wins was last year in the twenty twenty. They beat St. Louis in the COVID Cup year. Mm, they, they did. Yeah, that's true. It was. It didn't. The the win was not against the Flames. Yeah, okay. yeah. and the rest of them were in twenty eleven. Yeah. Um, also with Vancouver, I'm wearing their fiftieth anniversary stick in the rink jersey right now. With Jay Beagle in the back, I absolutely love this jersey. Um, just ran, random fun fact for you nice. guys. <laughs> um, on the, moving on down the list, Montreal had five wins, Vancouver had four, Ottawa has three, Winnipeg has two in the last decade, Edmonton and Calgary each have one, um, Calgary against the Canucks, mm-hmm. and then Edmonton against Anaheim, nope, San Jose, should have been Anaheim, not going there right now. <laughs> I, keep, um, <laughs> I keep feeling like whenever it's like, I think about playoff series, I think, oh yeah, the Flames won a playoff series last year. We made it to round two. No, that was the play-in round. Yeah. Beat the Jets in the play-in round and then lost to the Stars, who went on to lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. But I, the Flames losing six to the Stars last year. I believe it. The, I just had it open. I don't have any uh, open anymore. I believe it was in six. I think I think that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. It was a well-fought series right up until the last game, and then we blew it hard, as I recall. <laughs> you had a lead that you blew, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, and just in case you guys haven't figured it out, I've talked about six Canadian teams. Um, and I've got all, all the way down to one win, but there's one team left, and it has they have zero wins. I bet you, you don't know who that Hi, is. I wonder who that could be. Oh, right. The Maple Leafs. <laughs> sorry, Maple Leafs fans. We oh, I mean really Maple Leafs, like sorry. Yeah, no, we're, we're not Maple Leafs fans, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I would rather... I don't know if he shares this sentiment about me with Edmonton. I already know what you're going to say, and I'd no. rather Calgary won a cup than Toronto. No. I disagree. Yeah, he wouldn't rather. He'd rather Toronto wins a cup than Calgary. What? You just said you disagree with me. No, I know what you were going to say, <laughs> and you were going to say that I would rather see Toronto win than Edmonton, but that's not true. I'd rather see I'd rather see Toronto win than Edmonton. There, there are actually two teams in the league. I'd rather see over win over Calgary. Vancouver. Nope, I actually don't mind Vancouver. Uh, Pittsburgh. Ah. Pittsburgh and Toronto. I'd rather see Calgary win than both those teams. I don't want to see Calgary win, but if there was a Calgary-Toronto or a Calgary-Pittsburgh final, I'd very, very, very reluctantly cheer for Calgary for the sole <laughs> reason, not because they're the Canadian team or the Alberta team, because I don't like that sentiment. No, I don't like that either. Cheer for your team or the team you like best. Not, everyone just, says, no, don't just cheer for the Canadian team. Everyone says, Canadian. oh, cheer for a Canadian team. Right now the Canadians are the only Canadian team in the playoffs. And I'm cheering for Vegas. <laughs> and I am not cheering for the Canadians. Yeah. And people say, oh, but come on, you got to cheer for the Canadian team. I'm like, no, pretty much every team in the league is mostly made up of Canadians anyway. Yeah. They for sure have Canadians on them. Guarantee so, it. And all the Canadian teams have Americans on them. It's it really, the location is the only thing that changes. Yeah. Maybe a few players play in Canada just because they're from Canada, but not that many. Yeah. So, um... I sidetracked, so you started yeah. there. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd rather Pittsburgh. or And Pittsburgh, because they've won lots, um, I don't want them to win. And also, I, I'm not a huge Crosby and Malkin fan. They're both amazing, but I just don't like them very much. Um, and Toronto, just because I, I don't like the Toronto media and 
how yeah and all I that. agree um but Calgary I'm willing to say that I'd be okay with them winning solely because I act aside from the fact that they're from Calgary if they weren't from Calgary, they'd be one of my favorite teams in the league. I know, that's because the funny thing. <laughs> I really like the way the Flames are built. Andrew Mangiapane and Sean Monaghan are two of my favorite players in the Dude, NHL. Mangiapane yeah. won MVP yeah. in the... What, what in is it exactly? The World, World Cup? Champi- World, World Championship. That's what it's called. He Which won Canada M- won, lost the first three games of the play-in round in that yes. against teams like Latvia and then right. won gold. <laughs> right. So Mangiapane wins MVP. He has the heart and drive and motivation. Probably, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say best in the NHL, but it's I wouldn't say best. It's but... up there. It is certainly up there. Who would you say has the most drive and motivation in the league, and most most passion and heart, like in the game? You know, like giving it everything. Like I'd have to think. About dragging that. the team into the battle. Like this Depend- is what we're here for. Sort of. You know what I mean. Depends. I, I know what you mean. Depends on the way if we're talking about dedication somebody like chris russell or a shot blocker like that would be up there just because they're willing to literally do everything but they don't have the skill or the impact that a lot of players do you could say somebody like ryan reeves with the energy that he brings mm. or somebody like chris tanev on pittsburgh um they bring a lot of energy but they're chris tanev on pittsburgh yeah. brandon tanev no brandon tanev's a flame chris tanev's his brother Chris, oh, Chris Tanev's flame. flame. Sorry, yeah, I did have the names mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brandon um, Tanev. Yeah. Okay. They're um, both ugly. They both look the same. Um, you could, in a way, say actually the Kachucks are that way in a very different Matthew way. Matthew Kachuk is, he drags the team into the battle. But he's, in a different way. He's very passionate. But I, honestly, I would say Mangiapane is more passionate. Yeah. He's scrappy. He's high energy. He's motivated. He's all of that. The... To, to pick the highest motivation player in the league, I'd probably have to think about it. Um, a player on the Oilers that reminds me of Mangiapane a lot is yeah, Tyler Yamamoto. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Because yeah, he's very much the same way. They're both small, very scrappy, high yeah. energy. Yeah. And, and they never stop trying. And they never stop trying. Yeah. Which, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if you can get much better than Andrew Mangiapane for that in the NHL. And it showed. He won MVP. He performed well and... Um, he was team captain too, I believe. He was team captain as well? I believe so. I could okay. be wrong about that. Um, Sutter needs to be taking notes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Sutter should be fired after his brief one month tenure as the Flames coach. You think? I just I don't like Sutter very much. <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> he's funny to watch. <laughs> like, he's... Like, the Sutter boys, they're not hockey players. They're farmers who happen to be very good at hockey. Yeah. Which is hilarious they to do, watch. They do understand hockey well, but you can tell they're Albertan farm boys. They're from by Viking, the way they Alberta. Yeah. Viking is a farming community. Yeah. And the it's way hilarious. the way they act is very hard nosed. I don't really care how you feel because I'm I I'm right. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, in the locker room, I can't see Sutter putting up with all that rap music and stuff. Yeah. I would I'd be interested to see what the locker room looks like, yeah. you know? Players like um players like uh Evander Kane or Yeah. Like oh. that. They Sutter would, would get have benched been... so quickly. Or like Patrick Liney and, and like Dubois and Liney, what they've been doing with their two teams this year and being turds that way. Sutter would if have Sutter was no coach, use for Kane. He would send them to the AHL. <laughs> he would. No, literally. Like, 
when when Gaudreau was it his five hundredth game? Yeah. Yeah. And they said, so asking Coach Sutter, they're like, so what do you think of, you know, any comments about this is going to be Johnny Gaudreau's 500th NHL game? All he said was, well, he better come out with more energy than his 499th game. <laughs> that's all he said, and that's why I like him. I, I think the way he coaches was very, very effective when he won the Cup with the Kings. It's Daryl Sutter, right? Daryl Sutter, yeah. yeah. Um, so we when he won the Kings. Cup with the Kings, I think th- it was a very effective coach for then. But I think we're seeing it even with the way Tortorella is being treated. Um, yeah. I think his type of coaching is falling by the wayside. I think. Unfortunately. Soon, he's going to have to be on veteran teams because these kids aren't going to listen to them. To a right. majority of them. Because we live so. in a snowflake era where people are easily offended. And... Mm. All it would take is for him to say the wrong thing, and people get offended, and he no longer has a job. Or and he, then he's Bill Peters coaching in the KHL. Yeah. Except for he wouldn't. He'd go farming. Or <laughs> or even if um, he was just telling somebody to play a certain way, the young kids won't listen to him. If he just goes up to him and says, you are playing this way. And if he's, the player says, no, I play a different way, and he makes them do lines, the player's not going to listen. Yeah. Whereas he's gonna think he back knows in better. the day, he, they would have. but. These new players think these young players think they know better. Yeah. After that rabbit trail. Yeah, that was a very long rabbit trail. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're good Oilers and Flames fans. Yes. Yeah. Um, Avs Vegas. Yep. Honestly, I thought it was going to go right to seven, and it was going to be a grudge match, but it only went to six. So that surprised me. I would I would have rather Colorado win. That's just me. I don't know why I like Colorado. That must be why you're wearing an Avalanche jersey, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. I am wearing an Avalanche jersey. That did not dawn on me. I, I'm wearing it because you brought it. <laughs> so, um, but the the Avalanche, they're an interesting team because they beat the Flames. Swept us last time we were in the playoffs. No, second last time we were in the playoffs. And I didn't appreciate that very much. Yet, I still like them. I don't know why. I do. I don't know what it is, but I like them. Yeah, I quite like the um, I quite like the Avalanche as well, um, and I I didn't want them to win this series because I like Vegas more, and also I I'm not always a huge fan when the fan favorite to win the cup wins the cup. Yeah, no. Um, unless it's like the team I'm really rooting for, but um, I do like the Avalanche. Um, in this series though, I. I called it right from the beginning, actually, right before the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. I was telling people, I was like, Vegas and Colorado are going to meet in the second round. That's inevitable. There's no way St. Louis beats Colorado, and there's did no way... Did you say the St. Louis? That St. Louis. Oh. I did I heard that. there's no way that, that the St. Louis... I did. Um, there's no way St. Louis beats Colorado, and it's not likely Vegas loses to Minnesota. I do think Minnesota is one of the two teams that has a chance at beating Vegas, and they didn't. Islanders, I think, are the other one. I didn't think the Islanders would be where they are, but they might no. actually play Vegas. It actually looks like it might be a legit possibility. Um, what if but, we saw... Is It's possible to have a Montreal Islanders final, yes? Yeah. That'd be stupid, <laughs> but it'd be funny. Um, but with Colorado, I specifically told people, everybody was rooting for Colorado. Not everybody, obviously, but most people were rooting for Colorado in that series. And the way that the teams were lined up... Um, Colorado is such a offense heavy with not great defense. All their good defensemen are offensive, and Grubauer is not better than Flurry um, because Colorado is so offensive. All Vegas had to do 
was learn how to hold Colorado's offense somewhat at bay. And yep. and Vegas would have the energy advantage. And I didn't even think it would go to seven, and it didn't. And I'm very happy with that. Was not confident in that when we shot this last episode, because at that point, Colorado was winning 2 nothing in the series. That's right. And then and they, Vegas lost one four straight. They blew that lead pretty good. Um, Colorado, though, at one, I think it was after game one, um, with, in going back into the regular season, was 20-0-1 in their last 21 home games. That's I think incredible. they're 21-0-1. I think now that they lost, they're 21-1-1. But, that right there is called home ice advantage, folks. <laughs> I think, yeah. And I didn't know they were that good at home. No, I think the only team that has a chance at ever doing something like that at home that's in the league right now is Vegas, just because of how high energy they are. Literally, and it's but. such a such a show down there in Vegas, and it's all part of the culture. And honestly, Vegas is a great place for for a hockey team. Yeah, it's working out very well. Clearly, um, yeah. So, people saying that McKinnon wants a trade. What do you say to that? I say McKinnon is furious. Um. And it well, it shows in um, it shows in the uh, in the way he answered his questions. Um, uh, yes. Not going to repeat the way he answered his questions. Um, Interview question with Nathan McKinnon. If y'all haven't seen that, all you have to do is probably go onto YouTube and type Nathan McKinnon interview question, and you'll be rewarded from your search with a very interesting question. That people still can't figure out what it means. And some colorful language in there. Um, very, a very overall confusing question that McKinnon was very confused by. I don't think the reporter even knew what he was asking. McKinnon's answer? No. There's a spoiler <laughs> for you. That was McKinnon's answer. No. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, another question that he was asked, though, he was asked about his... Um, a, he was essentially asking asked about Colorado's performance, and he's like, "Man, I want to win so bad, and I've been here for nine years, and I haven't won anything." Mm. <laughs> and it's like he is furious, and but you know what? Just because a star player is mad, and just because a star player got eliminated from the playoffs, does not mean they want to be traded from their team or change teams. This isn't NBA. Yeah, literally, <laughs> dude. Right now, like so. For y'all who don't know, I don't think I've said it on this podcast. I'm a Dallas Dallas Mavericks fan, um, and they just got disgraced in the playoffs. They lost to the Clippers, um, and the star their star player Luka Doncic was the only guy trying. Right now, he's considered he was in I believe he was in the MVP race this year. One of the greatest basketball players, and he's only 22, and he is reportedly mad about being there and it sounds like he's probably going to want a trade out and that makes me very upset and it's a terrible culture that the NBA has created but you know what know what I know about NBA I don't know a ton but he's probably going to be traded oh I hate that um same how many teams has LeBron James been on oh my word well okay that's just because he wants to leave <laughs> He's just like, okay, I'm going to go play for this team, and I'm going to go back to that team, and I'm going to go back to this other team, and now I'm going to leave and go to L.A. But arguably one of the best basketball players of all time has bounced around that much. 
Gretzky got traded. Don't talk about LeBaby. I don't want to talk about him. (laughs) I don't like him. Gretzky got traded, and he went to different teams. But he didn't bounce around everywhere, and it wasn't a loyalty issue. Okay, so LeBron hasn't bounced around everywhere, actually, as much as you think. He was in Cleveland to start his career. And he went back to Cleveland at one point, right? So he he started in Cleveland, decided to go to Miami, went back to Cleveland, and then he went to L.A. Oh, so it's only been three teams. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not as much as you think. But there are players that in the Shaquille NBA. O'Neal. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's but people think in hockey it's like McDavid he probably wants a trade. It's like not likely. McKinnon probably wants a trade. Not likely. No. Um, or even somebody Eichel he probably wants a trade. But that's because Buffalo. That's because he's in a dumpster fire. And Buffalo has treated him very poorly in. Eichel want, wanted to have sur- surgery on an injury, mm-hmm. and the team refused to let him have surgery. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good way to get your star player against yeah. him. That was stupid. It's mm-hmm. a player's body. Let the player do what he wants with it. <laughs> Literally. Um, to a point, there's some stupid things you can do to your body. That's a completely different topic. That is a stupid... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think McKinnon wants a trade. I think McKinnon will be a career Colorado Avalanche player. I don't so? think he'll ever leave. Okay. Players like Landeskog, they, he might leave. Because he's yeah. not as big a player. That's your rumors he might leave this year oh. because he's a free agent. Um, oh, he is? Okay. And they might not have capped for him. Fair. Um, Rantanen, I could see him maybe being somebody who leaves. Um, but McKinnon, he's probably going to be a career avalanche. Mm-hmm. And if he goes somewhere, it'll be at the end of his career in a Chara situation. Yeah. Where he's just like, I don't have a cup yet. Maybe they haven't won yet. And he's going to want situation. Go, yeah. And he's going to want to go to one or two other teams on one-year deals for a cup. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't think he wants a trade. No. All right, well, with that being said, I see that we are almost 40 minutes into the episode and we normally break at 30, so we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and wrap up the round two um, recap. We <laughs> we said it was going to be brief, but uh, here we are, <laughs> and that's half the episode, and we haven't even finished it. We're going to come back, do Isles Bruins, and then we're going to cover the trophies and a few other things, a few other news bits from tidbits of information from not only the NHL but just hockey in general. So we're gonna take a break, and we will see you on the flip side. You know, I don't even actually need to hit these sticks for the second part of the episode, but I still do it anyway. Because why not? Because why not? So with that being said, getting back. That was very noisy. Sorry about that. We're back from break. And in that break, I created an Instagram account for our podcast. That's exciting. Fancy. So I'm going to shamelessly promote ourselves right now (laughs) with our new Instagram account. You can find it at Dump and Chase Pod on Instagram. Now, there already is a Dump and Chase podcast Instagram account, but from what I can tell, they were fairly inactive, so I didn't feel bad taking the name. There were actually a lot of podcasts called Dump and Chase podcast, but either, I think I found one, it was about like some beer league. These guys ran a podcast about their own beer league, and a lot of others were about the NHL, but like the last recorded episode I found was in 2016, and they had like... A few episodes up so I didn't feel too bad taking the name so you can find us at dump and chase pod on Instagram go give that a follow we will be posting a bunch of stuff over there um, I don't know what we'll post what do you think well you have any ideas Ben 
Um, not many. We'll probably post when new episodes are up. We'll for sure. We'll make episode posts. Ask you guys questions. Get you to ask us questions. Put up some polls. Yeah. Um, maybe a few collabs with other different accounts. We'll see what happens, but excited for what that'll bring. And if you have ideas or suggestions and stuff you want us to discuss on the show, just shoot us a message. Send a direct message on Instagram, and um, we'll be sure to read it and um, respond. And we will potentially discuss said topic on the show, especially heading into the off-season here soon. Um, there won't be as much weekly news to talk about, so it'll be good to have more content. Um, Pretty much just be free agency and trades. It'll be free agency and trades. Beginning of July will be busy. Yes. But once you get once you get hit that August month, there's pretty, not a lot going dry. on. There's not a lot going on. As a sports fan, that's okay for me because I have football. But we don't. We won't be discussing football on the podcast too much. Thank um, goodness. Yeah, I know. You don't I, like I, football. I, I, I dislike football greatly. You do. I don't get that. I but, don't get football. <laughs> I know. Um, honestly, football for me, it's almost more... I think it is more fun to watch than hockey for me. I don't know why, but it is. I enjoy playing hockey way more, but that's beside the point. He's seeing his psychologist weekly. What? He's seeing his psychologist weekly. Aha, aha, aha. <laughs> Funny guy. I know you hate football. Um. Anyway, so... Yeah, if you have any good ideas or anything that you'd like us to cover, any because you know we only have two heads here, um, and as we like to say, when Ben and I hang out, um, our intelligence level goes down. So we say one brain plus one brain equals half brain. So you know your full fully working brain is better than our half brain. So if you have any good ideas of things that um, we could discuss on the show, feel free. Don't hesitate. Shoot us a message. At Dump and Chase Pod on Instagram. With that out of the way, we have one final series. That that series recap took way longer than it should have, mainly because we rabbit trailed a lot. But we have one series, and that's Bruins Islanders, right? Yeah. What do you have to say about that? Um, Isles won. As a hockey fan, it made me very happy. Mm-hmm. As a bracket creator, I was a little bit disappointed. But my yes. bracket wasn't going to win anyway, so that means I'm happy. Um, Isles win in six games. Isles played defense and Barry Trotz hockey, and it worked. Huh. No, really. <laughs> Never would have seen that coming. Um, Actually, I heard an interesting stat the other day. Since Barry Trotz has left Washington, I believe the Isles have won. I can't remember exactly how many series. It was. It could have been something like four, but seven seems to be what comes to mind. But I just I think that seems like too many. Um, playoff series since Trotz became the coach of the Islanders. Since he left Washington, Washington has yet to win a playoff series. Yep. They haven't won a playoff series since their cup win. Like I was saying earlier in the episode, Barry Trotz is easily top five coach in the league. Barry Trotz taught Ovechkin how to play defense. And ever since he left, Ovechkin plays a lot less defense. Mm-hmm. And he already didn't play much even with Trotz. He just knew how. Exactly. And I mean, the Capitals also lost a lot of good players that were good playoff players. But yes. the Capitals are eliminated, so they don't matter right now. Sorry, Caps fans. Mm-hmm. I saw, speaking of Caps fans, I was looking at our analytics, what little analytics we do have, and we have a download from a listener in in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, thank you for downloading the podcast. Um, we also saw a download from near Wichita, Kansas. 
So we thank you for listening, if you're even listening. I don't know who you are, but thank you. We got Columbus as well, didn't we? Columbus. Yeah. Um, one on the border of uh, Oregon and Seattle. Oregon and Washington State. Seattle's a city. I said Seattle. Remember, Duh. one brain plus one brain equals half brain. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, the, yes, Washington State. Thank you. Um, and we have one in the Vernon, BC area. So thank you for listening. And my personal favorite, we have one from Brussels in Belgium. So I don't, what, what language is this? Belgian? Is that a language? I have no idea. Well... Follow us on Instagram if you're listening and let us know what language Yes, please you let us know. If you are any of these people, we'd love to hear from you. Let us and know your – DM us on our Instagram page. Let us know your favorite team. And if you're the listener from Brussels, let us know which uh, – what what the language you speak there and we'll feature you on the next episode. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and if you – thank you for, for listening to this show all the way in, in Brussels. Um, I thought that was pretty cool when I saw that. First download, actually. <laughs> yeah, first, very, first. very first download was from Brussels. So shout out to whoever's listening in, in Belgium. <laughs> All right, moving on. I wanted to make a side, a side point. It's not really a side point, but I wanted to make a point about Sidney Crosby. So people, throughout Sidney Crosby's career, he got, he's not good enough. You know, he got criticism. Well, listen to this. Nathan McKinnon, three series wins in his first eight seasons. Playoffs, of course, series. Um, so three wins in first eight seasons. So if he had won one more, that's um, one one playoff win or one playoff series win every other season. McDavid has one series win in his first six seasons. Matthews has zero as we like to clown on Leafs fans and the Leafs. We won't stop. It's relentless here at the Dump and Chase podcast. Um, in his first five seasons, Crosby had seven series wins, two Stanley Cup final appearances, and one Stanley Cup win in his first four seasons. That's less than That's less amount of seasons than the others and over double... The series wins of the others. And half and the seasons cup. played as McKinnon. And half the seasons played as McKinnon. Two-thirds of McDavid and one less than Matthews. Exact Good math. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and two finals appearances and one cup win. I think people quickly forget how good Crosby actually was and still is. And this doesn't mean... That the other three players are bad. No, by no means. <laughs> they are all-star caliber players. Like we talked about last week, McDavid needs to learn how to play in the playoffs better. He does not suck in the playoffs. That does not he mean he sucks in the playoffs. Player. McKinnon, just because he lost his series, does not mean he sucks now. He was actually the most dominant player in the playoffs right up until when he got eliminated. He is a beast in the Technically, playoffs. he's still the most dominant player in the playoffs because he is still leading the playoffs in I points, is so, he not? Yeah. Um, so even though he's eliminated, still leading... And actually, I saw a stat just earlier today that he um, was, I think, fourth all-time in playoff points per game in his career. Wow. I think he was at 1.45. I can't remember mm-hmm. how many points and stuff it was, but 1.45 points a game, which, I mean, he's played a lot less than the other guys on the list. For sure. But still, he does well. Matthews, 
he's on the Leafs. Leafs hasn't done well in the playoffs. He's still a good hockey player. I don't like him very much, but he's still a very good hockey player. One of the best goal scorers in the league. He proved it this year. Absolutely. So. As much as we like to hate on, on the Leafs, we can't deny top-notch talent. Yeah. But Crosby, again, I don't really like Crosby that much either, but he's such a good all-around player. In his first four seasons, he was simply on another level. Yeah. And his offensive production actually isn't as high as most other star players. No. Um, okay. He he. Act, I don't think he's won very many Art Rosses and stuff like no. that. I think he averages now at this point in his career probably 70 to 80 points a season. Yeah. But you know what? 70 to 80 points a season is still a lot, and he doesn't make mistakes. And he can still get points completely on his own. He plays with nobodies all the time. Yeah. Okay, it has to be said, though, I can already hear people angrily typing out messages. Not that anyone will message because we don't know if anyone actually consistently listens to these podcasts. But if they do, they're probably thinking, Ben, Noah, Crosby was drafted to the Penguins, who happened to get lucky with the draft draft lottery. The draft lottery. (laughs) The draft lottery. He went to an already good team. Fair. The other three players, they the teams were deserving of a high pick. That's fair. But to say that just because he was drafted to an already somewhat good team, he wasn't drafted to... The, the 04 Penguins were not... I don't know much. The early 2000 Penguins were one of the worst teams in the league. We're, we're like the worst team in the league. And I, if I remember correctly, we're actually some of the worst, one of the worst teams in history. Right. So they were not, like even in 05, because it was the lockout, yeah. they were not contenders. They they lucked out because they had gotten the previous a previous high pick. So then they got the same odds the next draft lottery, I believe. Yes. So they got lucky there. But that doesn't mean he went... He didn't start his career with a contending team. The three big players they got that created their contending team were Mark andre Fleury, Evgeny Malkin, and him. And those guys hadn't developed yet. Exactly. It was guys like Pascal Dupuis that were on that team. And I believe that was right near the end of Yager's time on Pittsburgh. Yes. And Lemieux. Lemieux, I think, was gone before the lockout. Nope. Lemieux played after? with Crosby. Did, oh, yes, you're right. He did. Lemieux's last season was Crosby's first. That's right. Because yeah. Cros- er, um, Lemieux was captain. Um, anyway, so to say that that's the only reason is not fair. That's discrediting Crosby. Um, but that's just, that's just a point right there. People forget, quickly forget how good Crosby actually was in his first few seasons in the league. Yeah. And throughout his career, he never had bad seasons. Yeah. He just didn't. So... Obviously, again, like Ben said, that's not to say that these other players are bad. They're not. They're great players. Crosby just did that good. Crosby was just that good. A cup win, two Stanley Cup final appearances, and seven series wins in four seasons. I think that's enough. That that speaks for itself right there. Yeah. So, moving on, we were going to talk about trophies. The finalists have been released for all of them. Yeah, I, except for the, I believe, except for the general manager of the year. Right, Which what's fun, that a word called? I was just going to say, fun fact, that's, I think, the only trophy in the league that doesn't have to give a name. Oh, really? The name of the trophy is general manager of the year. Nice. Like, the coaching one isn't coach of the year, it's the Jack Adams. So let's, Who let's, is Jack Adams? I, I, probably a really good coach. <laughs> I'm assoming, <laughs> but like... I can't, I, I, he seems to me in my brain somewhere, he strikes me as either a Rangers or a Bruins coach, probably a 
mm. back in the original six times. Yeah. I don't know. I don't actually know who he is. So yeah. Um, they got to name this one either the um, the Stevie Stevie Eisenman Award or the um, oh shoot, I'm blanking on his name. Who? Which team? Oilers. It's a Glenn Sather Award. Mm. Um, Oilers and Rangers GM. Um, for those who don't know, Glenn Sather is the one that built the '80s Oilers, that were some of the best teams of all time. Right. Um. Albeit in a time without salary cap, but <laughs> fair. Fun fun fact: Sather actually only retired a couple of years ago. Really, he was the general manager of the Rangers when they sold the farm like three years ago. Oh, and then he retired after that year. Huh. So he was like eighty-five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, really random fact. That's very random, but also kind of cool. Um, so first trophy, Selkie. Finalists are Bergeron, Stone, and Barkov. Now, I'm going to be saying this a lot, but remind me, what is this award? Selkie Trophy is the um, best defensive forward. Okay, best defensive forward. Or actually, yeah, yeah, best defensive forward. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Who do you think takes it home? Who do I think takes it home? Man, I like all three of these guys. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. Um, Bergeron's going to be the favorite. Mm -hmm. Bergeron has, where's the stat here? Ooh, he yes, has man. been nominated for the Selkie Trophy. This is his 10th straight season being nominated for yep. the Selkie. So, I wonder how many of those he's won. Um, I think he's won six, I want to say. Hey, that's not bad. No, it isn't. Unless he was nominated for more previously, then that's not like six out of ten winning. Yeah. He has won. Let's you have a number see. for us. I'm about to. Cool. Kill well, time again, like last episode. Kill time again. Ha, I'm good at that. I could listen to my voice for hours. Um, <laughs> so, Bergeron, um, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't watch a lot of Bruins hockey this year, but if you've been nominated 10 times in the last, or 10 times though, in the last 10 years, 10 straight, so if you've been nominated the past 10 years you're clearly doing something right so there's there's definitely a case to be made for bergeron um mark stone he was definitely the better player this year he was better than bergeron i think mark stone is the best winger in the nhl mark stone that's very possible um barkov i didn't see a lot of production from him this year did you um I, I, I think he had a decent bit. Um, okay. I don't follow Florida a ton. I quite like Barkov. Barkov and Stone are two of probably my top ten favorite players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have a hard time with this one so much. Is because Bergeron is Bergeron with this trophy, and mm-hmm. the other two are two of my favorite players, and they both are very deserving of the finalists. They are. All three are very deserving. Did you get the number as to um, how many he's won? Yes, he's only won four. Um, okay. In twenty eleven twelve, he won. Um, 12 13 mm-hmm. was Jonathan Taves. He won again in 13 14 and 14 15. Okay. And then in 15 16, Kopitar won. And then Bergeron won his fourth in 16 17. And then since then, he hasn't won since 16 17, but he's been nominated this is for four straight years now. Well, 10 straight, but four since then. Um, and since his last one, Kopitar won again. And then O'Reilly won. And then Sean Couturier won last year. Okay. So. Do you think he's due for another win, or do you think it's going to be Stone or Barkov? 
Um, honestly, ah, it's a tough one, hey? It is. And the only reason I'd go um, Barkov, I think Barkov might be my choice. Okay. I think the reasoning for that is that his stats of the three, all three are from very good teams. Yes. But of the three teams, Florida is the one with the least supporting yes. crew. Which meant, which means that Barkov would have had to do a lot more on his own. Mm-hmm. So I think I can't. I don't know all the stats from the, for these players. So there could be, looking at the stats, there could be like a runaway winner. Um, right. But from what I know of the teams and the players, I'd say my choice is Barkov. That's who I'd have win. Um, really, who is going to win? I, it could be any of these three players. Yeah, my choice is Mark Stone. Not any for any particular reason. I just, I don't know. I feel that he's going to win it. I think they did definitely made the right choice for the three finals. They did make the right choice. I don't think there were any huge snubs. Some, well, a lot of Oilers fans are mad that Drysaddle didn't make it. And Drysaddle did have an amazing defensive year this year, especially compared to previous years. Mm-hmm. He was second in the league in points and second in plus minus, which um, is shows definition of two-way player, which yeah. is what the trophy's for. But two two things with that. One... Plus minus does is not everything when it comes to um when it comes to defense. It is it does have relevance, it's huge, but, but it's, it's not, not everything. It's not everything. And also these three players are just better two way than Drysaddle is overall. Yeah. Drysaddle has good defensive moments and scores lots. These guys play a lot of defense and score. Mm-hmm. And so defense is their primary job for these three players and playing smart. Drysaddle scores lots and is very capable when it, when he has to defend. Did you just say scores? I think I might have. He scores. He scores a lot. That's fair. No, that's totally fair. All right. The Masterton. What trophy what is, is trophy? that? Yeah. What is this trophy? <laughs> um, Dedication to hockey. Mm, yes. Okay. I think I know exactly why all three players of these players are on here. Right. I think there's only one correct answer. Um, I'm actually curious to see which one. I, I It's a tie between two for me. Okay, Maybe. I have a question. Yeah. Why is Matt Dumba on this list? Because he's black. Mm, yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. Because of all the Black Lives Matter. And right, of course. Awareness but stuff. what did he himself do as a dedication to hockey? Not ra- Not race. De- dedication to hockey, he hasn't done much. He's just been a huge spokesperson for that. Cause. Okay, okay, fair. Yeah. Um, why is Marlowe on the list? Marlowe because he's old and still playing. He's old and still playing, and just set the record for most games played mm. all time. Okay, and most game plays all time, beating Gordy Howe shows dedication to hockey. Absolutely, but I don't know. I still think that Oscar, Oscar Lindblom is still. One. I think he's still. I think Lindblom's still the. Still, still, my favorite to win this. For those of you don't, who don't know, he's a Flyers third liner, but he has been he was battering cancer last year. You say battering? Bad. I can't speak today. <laughs> he I was just bad- had I just had fillings done this ah, afternoon. That's my excuse. Yes, he he battled cancer and he won, and yeah. he's back on the ice now. He made a comeback yeah. to hockey after a long, hard fought battle with cancer. Yeah, I think that right there. Shows true dedication to battle through that and make it back to the ice on an NHL level. Yeah, I think this is the second year in a row he's been nominated. He won last year. Mm. Wait, no. What is going on here? Why did he? Why would he win last year? 
According to this, he's already won this year. <laughs> oh. And he hasn't. Um, Bobby Ryan won last year. He was nominated last year. Right, so Bobby Ryan won last year yeah. because... Um, did he did he go through rehab? Um, I Yes, Ryan, Ryan did. Ryan, Ryan went did. through alcohol abuse rehab. Absolutely. Okay, he went through rehab. I didn't yeah. know. Like, I wasn't sure. And then um, he came back. He, so. he deserved it. Yeah. He deserved it. Um, but this year, um, Lynn Baum's been back all year. And I think I think he's... He deserved... He, what what's the term I'm looking for? We need to give him his due. Yeah, I think. Of course, Marlowe having played most games, that's also huge. Yeah, that is huge. My take with Marlowe, he's gonna play next year, almost guaranteed. You think? Um, he said so. He said he wants to. So if a team will have him, he'll play. And I'm sure the Sharks will, because the Sharks aren't gonna be a playoff team, and they're just gonna keep him around as long as he's right, playing, or until okay. he, until he's a liability. And he isn't a liability. He's no, at, he's still effective. But so should we say next year is his year for the next year? Next year is his year unless another big thing like Limblom happens. Mm-hmm. Um, one player, and it's too bad, he was a finalist last year, and I wish he won. And But last year's a really good year for this trophy with Limblom, Ryan, and Stephen Johns. Remind me? Stephen Johns was a Dallas defenseman. He's like 29 now. He just retired last week. Yeah, oh, I heard um, about that. And he, in like I think it was 2017, he had a major, major concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been, it was 2017 or 18, I can't remember which. And he was out all the way since then. And last season, the 2020 season, um, 1920, the COVID year, he, um, uh, he came back and he played the second half of the year, mm-hmm. which was his first time playing professional hockey since then. And his concussion was bad enough. He was essentially living in a dark room, out, cut off from commu- from yeah. society. It was a severe, severe concussion, and he made a return. And he battling through depression with all of it and everything, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't win. And it was hard because he that's the type of thing where he would have won mm-hmm. in a lot of situations, but Lynn Blom and Ryan were there too. Right. And both of them went through very trying things as well. But I wish he won this year. The issue is I don't think he played at all this year because he yeah. had issues. And then he retired this year. He's actually rollerblading across the states right now, right. raising awareness for depression. I heard he, about that. He said that he's not going to let his depression control his life mm. anymore. So he retired from professional hockey because it wasn't safe for him to play anymore with how severe his concussion was. But um, I do quite like the play. I have a lot of respect for that right there. But um, who do I think is going to win the award? It's hard to say. It depends how much um, activism is valued in the NHL. Yeah. If if people if they decide that um, being a spokesperson for social justice issues is worthy of winning the trophy and um, more more deserving than uh, having played most games in NHL history or fighting cancer to come back then if if that's the case then he will win um but my pick is still Lindblom I think I'd go Lindblom as well um it's just a matter of whether the league values act activism activism mm-hmm. what he said <laughs> be being active socially and with social issues and all that whether they value that most whether they value a physical mental battle or whether they value loyalty and pure dedication and love for hockey in the way mm. they played yeah. Marlowe's never struggled with injuries he's one of the been one of the most durable Ironman players yeah. in NHL history he's only missed I think like 20 games his whole career <laughs> uh, and he's played the most so he it doesn't get hurt but he's just been there since mm-hmm. he got drafted in like 97 yeah so he's just been there a long time so do they value longevity 
physical and mental battle or social activist? Which, mm-hmm. one, which one do they um, value? I'm going to look up something really quick that just dawned on me. Um, I'm interested to know. Jill Thornton's numbers? No. Where your brain went? Oh, okay. No, so... My brain went there. But Joe Thornton's been hurt. That's why he's in, at Marlowe's numbers. No, so... You mentioned that Marlowe was drafted in 1997. Yeah. That was your Connor McDavid was born. Yeah. That's really funny to me. Yeah. Man, that's crazy, eh? Yeah. Quite. Wow. Anyway. Just, just think of this. I'm 19. Rookies in the league right now are younger than me. Yeah. About your age. I know. So I had a real slap in the face today of, man, I'm already old. So <laughs> I, I was 18 years old. I know. I was I was scrolling through Instagram, and I see that um, Bleacher Report's football page posted. And I see this, this quarterback, um, this college recruit, um, throwing a football. And he's, like, launching this thing. He's, like... I'm like, wow, this guy looks really good. How old is he? Like 20 or something? I look. He's 15 years old. <laughs> like, well, crap, I'm old. <laughs> and I was throwing the football around today. I struggled to throw it 40 yards, 50 yards. So this guy's effortlessly bombing it. To be fair, he is the grandson of Archie Manning and the nephew of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. To be fair. Those must be big names because I've heard of them. Yes, Peyton Manning's probably... <laughs> Peyton Manning's the only one I've heard of. Top that. five quarterback of all time. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a slap in the face of, crap, I'm old. <laughs> as well as, um, who was it that was um, leading Canada's uh, younger team? Connor Bedard. Bedard. Not only Canada's younger team, the OHL. Right, and he, is he 15? He's 15. Exceptional <sighs> status leading the OHL in points. Better product. He's only like four players have ever got... Four, it's between four and seven or something have got exceptional status in in the CHL yeah. between QMJHL, OHL, and WHL, mm-hmm. and um, I believe he has the best point production out of all of them. Spoiler alert: Connor McDavid was one of them. Hmm. So what you're saying is Connor Bedard might be okay. Yeah. At hockey. Yeah. And do you think it's too late for me to make the league? <laughs> yes. yes yes i think so i think my time has passed the enforcers are leaving the game not getting back in <sighs> dang it, it. <laughs> well i have no place in the nhl ben uh that aside vesna trophy i think there's a mistake here i'm not sure how to fix it with this though on the on the best I... finalists okay what do you think the mistake is? Um, we've got Mark Andre Fleury, Philip Grubauer, and Andre Vasilevsky. I see the mistake. I don't think Grubauer should be there. He's in the middle. <laughs> um, Obviously, Hellebuck should be there. I disagree with that too. What? No. Uh, Who do you think should Hellebuck be in there? Hellebuck was very average all year until the playoffs. And keep in mind, these trophies are supposed to be regular season performance only. It's very tempting to put Hellebuck there now because he carried the Jets okay, fair. over us. But he was Are not. you going to say Soros? No, I don't think Soros because he had a bad start. Because he too. started like crap. Um, so, oh, man. A team. Grubauer got it because Colorado won the President's Trophy. That's why Grubauer got it. Right. Um, but I know I don't think he should be a finalist. But I'd say somebody like Mike Smith deserves it more than Grubauer. Because Smith played has on Smith a, ever won a Vesna? Smith has never I don't think he's ever been a finalist. Sheesh. Um but I don't think Smith should have been a finalist because he missed time at the beginning of the year. Mm. But I think he deserved it more than Grubauer did because Smith played on a um on a team lower in the standings 
and put up stats just as good or better in certain capacities. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's Grubauer not on the list. I, I don't think Grubauer should be. Um, well, don't worry, he's not going to win it. No, I don't think so either. I, I just don't. Based on regular season performance, I know who my answer is. If we were to include playoffs, it would be a different answer, in my yep. opinion. Regular season, it has to be Vasilevsky. I agree. As I've said, I think in every episode so far, so I'm going to mention it again, I had Vasilevsky on my play, on my fantasy team, and he was insane. He was my best player all year, no doubt. So that that's pretty easy there for regular season. That's what it's supposed to be based on. So, moving on. Hart Trophy. What is this award? Are you serious? I get it confused with the Rocket Richard. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. Never mind. That's not one that there's finalists for. No, I get it confused um, with the Rocket Richard. Hart Trophy is best M- MVP. Of the league. It is MVP, Vo- okay. Voted on by staff. Right, okay. By N- or by NHL. And Rocket Richard is goals or points? Uh, goals. Goals. Okay, I always get them confused. Yeah. I knew it was one of the big... It was, it was one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest yeah. one. Um, okay. Hart Trophy... This year, McKinnon. I disagree. Really? I think McDavid's season was too good offensively to not win the Hart Trophy. Okay, fair. I he do like, I do like McKinnon better, but McDavid mm-hmm. put up 100 and some points in 56 games. All right, I forgot about that. That's almost, I was just going based off of what I saw. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I think I think it has to be McDavid. Right. Did Dreisaitl win last year? Yeah, dress out. Yeah. Okay, I guess McDavid wins. That's uh, actually that's fair. Now that I think about it, yeah, the Ted Lindsay Award. I'm gonna say it again. What is that? Same as the Hart Trophy MVP, but voted on by the players. Oh, so the players vote for this one. So you get to actually see who the players think is the best player in the league. So that so the, they... uh, the Ted Lindsay, in my opinion, is better than the Hart Trophy because mm. the Hart Trophy is solely okay. based on stats. The Ted Lindsay is players who know the game, obviously, because they're playing it, and they know who's hard to play against and who beats their teams. So it's interesting that Crosby makes an appearance. We have McDavid's and McDavid and Matthews, just like the Hart, but then Crosby instead of McKinnon. The okay. Nicole Harbor boys fighting over it. So they, it's in, that's interesting to me because I've been making the case for a while that Crosby is still one of the best players in the league. Just like what we said earlier this episode. And pe- people put him... I've seen him out of top 10 lists for current NHL players. That's not right. Yeah. There's no way he's outside of the top 10. And it's obvious right here, the players know he's hard to play against. Yeah, especially because he's not putting up nearly as many points anymore. And no. he's still making this list. And he's still making the list. That speaks volumes. This further proves what we were talking about earlier, how he is one of the best ever. Yes. Now, I still think McDavid wins this award. <laughs> yeah, McDavid will win the award. <laughs> and he should win it. Yeah. Fair. But he was better than Crosby this year offensively, and overall, he was dominant this year. Right. Um, okay, not overall. Defensively and all that, Crosby's still better. Right. Matthews, I think, is the third place of the three. Right. I think Crosby gets more votes than Matthews does. But I think McDavid runs away with it. Okay. I think McDavid runs away with both. Yeah. Um, the Calder. There's only one right answer here. I think... Uh, there's one odd duck that deserves to be there as a finalist, but has no chance at winning and won't get a first place vote. First of all, the guy oh, Calder Trophy is Rookie of the Year. For oh, those who I, may, I do. Who, oh. I know you know. Okay. But for those who may not know, our finalists are Quill Kaprizov on the Minnesota Wild, um, uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, uh, goalie on Carolina, 
Um, and Jason Robertson, a forward on Dallas. Okay, I was going to say I've never heard the name. Oh, no, I've heard the name, but I, I didn't even know he was a goalie then, Nedel Djokovic. Yeah. Is that that's how you say his name? He was, He's the reason Carolina dominated as much as they did in the regular season. Okay. They were doing okay, and they were a playoff team easily in the first half of the season with um, Mrazek to start and then uh, James Reimer. Mm-hmm. But then Nedel Djokovic came in for the second half of the year and carried them. And right. he was their goalie in the playoffs too, I believe. Okay. So And then yeah, Jason Robertson was second in point scoring for rookies. Caprizov was first. Who's the odd duck here? Jason Robertson. You think? Jason Robertson, the one that deserves to be there the least. Okay. Um Yeah. I think it's easy. It's gonna be Caprizov. I agree. It's gonna be Caprizov, it should be Caprizov. He, he was like, he wasn't he, just the best high scoring rookie, he was Minnesota's best player. Right. It's not Minnesota wasn't a bad team. Minnesota was a playoff team. Right. A team that took Vegas to six games. Is is he? Isn't he like twenty two or something? He's older than that. I think that's that's the catch. It's that's the funny Panarin, thing. It's our Tammy Panarin all over again. Right. So it was pretty funny. I saw a picture on Instagram. It was a picture of a bunch of little kids sitting in a classroom and then a, an adult sitting in the desk, <laughs> in a desk like as a student, and it said. Kirill Kaprizov at the NHL Awards when they announced the Calder Trophy. Yeah, he's 24. 24, holy cow. Yeah, I mean, I guess by all qualifications, rookie, but (laughs) should he be there? No. I think the NHL's rule is you have to be 26 or younger. Okay. Should it be lower than 26? Yes. What should it be? I have my answer. I think it should be like 20. I think it should be 22. Okay, 22. Because sometimes it takes a couple of years for players to develop. Right. I think it takes longer than that to develop, then you weren't enough of a star player to be winning the Calder Trophy. Right. I'm just saying if you're going to win Rookie of the Year, you'd think that you should be coming out of the gate flying. Yeah. And and some players don't get the opportunity, and some players, like college players, mm-hmm. you can't blame them for wanting to finish their schooling first. Right. Like so, Gaudreau. Yeah. Somebody like Gaudreau. Um, Owen, oh, what's his name? Oh, the first overall pick, Owen Power, I think. Owen Power, Owen Powers um, is the first overall pick consensus for this next draft. Okay. And um, he's, I believe, I think it's him. He's a college student. How old is and he? He's, uh, he's 18, I believe. Okay. Um, and I, I believe it's him, and he's saying he wants to finish his schooling before he comes to the NHL. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. And if he's as good as he's, like, he's first overall pick, if he's that good... He's probably going to be candidate for for, for Calder at least. Although mm-hmm. the last two first round pick, first overall picks haven't been candidates, but um, you can't take that away from him just because he wanted to finish his schooling. So that's yeah. why I think twenty two is a good date because he's not okay. Gonna, that's fair. As a first overall pick, you aren't going to do five more years of schooling. Right. Okay, that's fair. Twenty two so, is a fair age, but to have a twenty four year old in the running for the Calder, that's like Johnny Gaudreau being in the running for the Calder right now. Yeah, I believe he's of that age. Same with Sean Monaghan. He's a bit older than that, I think. I don't know. Okay, yeah, he might be a little older by now. but Because um, McDavid's 23 or 24. Okay, imagine McDavid in the running for the Calder. Yeah. That's, no. Like Johnny Gaudreau is 27. Oh, wow. Okay, he's a lot older than I thought. Yeah, Never well, mind. just think of this. Hopkins is almost 30. Every, I wow. think Taylor Hall is 30. Wow. How time flies, eh? Yeah. I remember those guys when they were rookies. Again, I'm getting <laughs> old. <laughs> anyway. Um, Nettle, I think Kaprizov wins this. Yeah. I think Nettle, if Nettle Djokovic had played the full season yeah, like he did, he would have been in serious contention right. for it. But because he only played half a season, it's why McDavid didn't win the Calder. Mm-hmm. McDavid didn't win the Calder trophy. even though he, he broke his collarbone. Um, yeah. I believe that that was Panarin's year. 
Him right. and Panarin had almost the exact same points. Or Panarin had more. I think he had 10 or 15 more. Yeah. Um, but McDavid didn't win it because he only played 48 games in an 82-game season. Right. If you look at it, that's actually really impressive to only be 10 points behind a guy that played 82 no games. No kidding. <laughs> but he didn't win it because games played matters. It's why Hopkins didn't win the trophy. Landeskog won the caller over Hopkins. They got the same points or within like one or two points, and their stats were almost identical. But Hopkins only played like 70 games, and Landeskog played 82. Hmm. So Landeskog won. Interesting. Because he was considered a more durable player. Okay. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. All right, so, the Lady Bing. Capper's off, he'll win it. Yeah. Lady Bing. I do know what this one is. It's like the Nice Guy Sportsmanship Award, is it not? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's essentially like the least penalty minutes, well, and most respectful to the refs, while still doing well. Right, and isn't it also for doing like community things too? Uh, no, that's a, those, are, those are different awards. There are two different awards for community service. Okay. The King Clancy's one of them, and there's one other one. Okay. So the Lady Bing is the Nice Guy Award. So why the heck is Matthews on here? Good question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> why? Why is Matthews on here? Anyway, enough said about him. I, I think I think that's the penalty minute side. I don't think he gets very many penalties, but okay, he doesn't have a very good attitude. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, um, Matthews should not win. I don't have an opinion on the other two. Jacob Slavin and Jared Spurgeon are the other two. Oh, um, sorry, I should have said that. Yeah, um, I don't have an opinion. I would. Neither of them are stars, but often no. the Lady Bing winner isn't. That's right. Um, I think je- it's hard to judge this one because it's really just who the league likes more. This one, there's a lot of insider information that on top of the penalty yep. minutes and stuff, and I don't know what the penalty minutes for each player is. I really like both those guys, personally, but mm-hmm. I'm really partial to Slavin. Slavin's one of my favorite Carolina Hurricanes. He's probably top two or three um, so okay my choice would be slavin i honestly don't know who the nhl is going to pick i hope they don't pick matthews just because he's the star on the list oh that would be not. the wrong choice um somebody put somebody like jordan everly there instead of matthews mark giordano i don't know jordano but yeah he could least. go there yeah i think he has been there before he has been there before that's why i said mention his name because i know he's been a finalist before yeah. and i don't think he's gotten any meaner yeah <laughs> um, Oilers fans think he's Oilers fans think he's the devil because he hurt McDavid and then he almost hurt him again the exact same way next season. The next and season. everyone thinks but he's out to get him. I don't. He's competitive and he does what he needs to do to win. Mm-hmm. But him and McDavid are good friends, so I don't think he's trying to yeah. destroy his career. All right, Norris. Finalists are Fox, Makar, and Hedman. Uh, in my opinion, there's only one correct name on that list. But yeah, I agree. Um, Fox and Makar should not be there as rookies. Do we disagree? Makar is not a rookie. Not rookie, sorry. They're they're both second year players. They okay. were just both rookies just last year, and I don't think they should be winning Norris trophies unless they were far and above everybody else. Okay. And they weren't. Neither okay. of them played solid defensive hockey. Both of them got there by point production alone. Yeah. And skating ability and stuff. Right. Macaw- so sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think then, well, Makar. He was great for me in fantasy. He w- didn't play for a while. He had an injury throughout the year, so he didn't play a full season. Um, Fox was absolutely insane with point production, but you had him too, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. If anybody, if anyone listened to any of the previous shows, you'll know my opinion on Adam Fox. I recall last episode I called him a piece of crap um, for not having for refusing to sign with the Flames and then refusing to sign with the Hurricanes and only wanting to go to New York. 
So I don't think there's a place for that in the NHL, as I've discussed. Especially for a rookie. Especially for, that's what I'm saying. For yeah. a rookie, like, yeah. Refusing to sign as a rookie, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I meant by that. Like, of course, if, if you're a, an, a well-established player, you can choose which team you want to go to. But as a rookie, having never proven anything in the NHL, being like, I don't want to play for you. I don't think there's any place for that. So, with that being said, I don't like him, so I'm going to knock him off my list. There's a reason that being you're an RFA till you're 26. Exactly. Because you need to prove yourself in the NHL. Or 26 to 28. You have to prove yourself before you can choose your team. Mm-hmm. If, if you're going to be choosing teams, you have to be that good that somebody's going to offer sheet you. Yeah. So, no, not Adam Fox. I'm taking him off the list because I don't like him. Um, Makar, not good enough defensively. Amazing skater, amazing offensively. In three years, probably going to be winning it back-to-back-to-back years. Yeah. And Victor Hedman's the only right answer. I, I agree. I think McCarr will win it, though. You think? Only okay. reason I don't see McCarr winning it is because he um, was he didn't play the whole season. Yeah. Um, I think McCarr will win it. I'd rather McCarr win it than Fox, because like I said, I do like McCarr. I just think he's an incomplete defenseman. Mm-hmm. And when you're taking second-year rookies that are there because they play good offense and mediocre to bad defense as a defenseman... Why isn't somebody like Tyson Berry on the list? Yeah. I don't think Tyson Berry should be there because no. he's not great defensively. Now, he still did good, as I've discussed before. He's an offensive defenseman. That's what he does. So I think he did very, very well with Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he should be there instead of somebody like Fox. Right. Um, but at the same time, he shouldn't win it because a defenseman, if you're going to be the best defenseman in the league, you should be good at offense and defense. Yeah. So or either that or you've got to be 25 points ahead of the next defenseman. Right. In points. Yeah, which is what Eric Carlson and Brent Burns were when they were winning their trophies. Yeah. But all these guys are within three points of each other. Right. So which so, one plays the best defense? Hedman. Yeah. Hedman's one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. And he scores 40 points in a 48-game season. <laughs> exactly. So what more can you ask of him? So, yes. Hedman should win. Hedman should win. Will he win? Don't know. Jack Adams Award. I don't really care. Best coach. I know, I know it's the coach award, but I don't really care. Um, I do really like this one because I think it gives credit where credit's due. Because I think oh, for sure. teams like the Islanders are not as good as they um, – they, their skill is not as good as, te- as Vancouver's. Vancouver didn't make the playoffs. Right. Islanders don't have better skill than Vancouver. I looked at the list, and so the finalists are Brindamore – um, I didn't think you'd know who he was. Rob Brindamore? No, the next guy. The guy who... You yeah, Ev- is it Evanson or Evanson? Evanson. Ev- oh, right. there's no... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Evanson. Who does he coach? Uh, Minnesota. Okay. And Quenville. Yeah. As soon as I saw the list and I didn't see Barry Trotz, I instantly lost interest. <laughs> I agree. If you can't tell, I'm a bit of a Barry Trotz fanboy. Yeah. I agree and disagree. Only reason I, I do think Trotz is one of the best in the league issue is is i think i think trots is top three but i think the two other people in the top three are already finalists on here hmm. i think brindamore is in contention for top three right and i think quenville is in contention for top three okay with how good chicago was when quenville was his their coach and then how good florida's gotten since right. he's become their coach he's a very good coach very very good no coach. denying that um brindamore is the players absolutely love Brindamore, and he's willing to defend his players. And he's also, but he's also willing to challenge his players. And Carolina, 
has become a very good team. Under Absolutely. Well. And but... Everson is there because similar to Islanders, uh-huh. the Minnesota Wild should not be a playoff that, team. That was going to be my point with the Islanders. Their captain, their best player, arguably their best player, Anders Lee, hurt. Matt Barzell is their best player. Okay, fair. Barzell. Yeah. Um, one of their best players hurt halfway through the season out for the rest of the year. And they're still in the playoffs. Yeah. They don't have a great team. All their offense is, even with Lee there, their best offense is all from Matt Barzell and Jordan Everly. That's where all their offense mm-hmm. comes from. They're not a great team. I wouldn't say they are. They're not. They're not like top. Every one of their team players, you uh, even except for Barzil, maybe pretty much. Every one of their players is a penalty killing specialist. Yep. But I, you know what? It's working. <laughs> it is working. I wouldn't say that the New York Islanders team is anything special. But you know what? They're in the Eastern Conference Final and they're up one nothing against Tampa Bay. Exactly. Line. So what's the common factor here? The coach. Yeah. Like the Capitals when they won. They didn't have an amazing team. They had Ovechkin, of course. Yeah. They yeah. actually were the worst version of the Capitals in the last like seven or exactly. eight Exactly. And they, they won the cup. favorites to win, and they'd won multiple President's Trophies in the mid-2010s. And they didn't win the Cup until they got rid of some of their good players and weren't favorites anymore. In exactly. And they won. So with that being said, I think Barry Truss deserves a spot here. In fact, I think he deserves the award. Yeah, but he's not even here. So I that's... think the issue is they look at it and they go Islanders, a team that isn't good enough to make it on skill alone. Wild, a team that isn't good enough to make it on skill alone. Trotz has done this before. It's not a surprise. Everson's a new coach. He's done something new, and the Wild haven't been a relevant team in 15 years, and they are now. Okay, and nothing's fair. changed. So I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily saying Everson's a better coach than Trotz, but Everson had a more outstanding and standout season this year than Trotz. So who do you think's gonna win it? I think if you go with playoff performance as well trots is also in there instead of edison because they're in the eastern conference final but well, these are the finalists yes um i'm saying that if they mm. made the finalists after the playoffs i think yeah. trots would be in there but um who i think is going to win brindamore really yeah i think i'm gonna say coach q coach q i think he'll take home the award i'd be fine with any of these three winning yeah i would be content i think it'll be brindamore i i really like brindamore but yeah all right well we're running very low on time um, wow. We're going over again, as we always do. In fact, we should probably just make this an hour and a half podcast for the future. But we'll <laughs> see if we ever hit that hour mark. We haven't yet, and I don't know if we ever will. Anyway, probably in the off season. Yeah. Um, but the last few things, last couple things I wanted to mention. Uh, Jeff Ward today. Anaheim Ducks, yes? Yeah. Assistant coach? Yeah. Jeff Ward was... Never really much more than an assistant coach, to be fair. He had he had the, the potential to be a head coach, and he, he proved that he could do it for a little while, but he proved that he was nothing special as a head coach. So assistant coach is probably right where he belongs. So nothing much else to say there. They should have just hired Bill Peters. Ah, yes. Bill Peters was a great coach. He really was. He was a great coach for the Flames. Yeah. But we all know how that went down. Yeah, I agree. So, um, quick before we get to our last point, another yes. thing I find really interesting: PK Subban is doing is an, an working as an analyst for NBC or ESPN. I can't remember which. Really? And doing he's on the panel at between like the intermission the intermission guys all the time. PK Subban is doing that this year. This is the second or third year he's done it now, and he's really good. <laughs> he will be one of the best analysts the NHL has once he retires. 
right. he's yeah. doing it full time. He's wow. really, really good. And he's a he's a people's personality. He is, he is. So Yeah. Also fun fact, Kevin Bieksa, Change My Mind, is the best analyst that Sportsnet has for their panels that they do. I don't know if you watch them. In, I do sometimes. Kevin Bieksa is a very smart hockey guy, I'm learning, and he is so hilarious at the same time. And he's just annoying to me because of how he was as a player. Yeah. But as an analyst, I don't really have much of an opinion best on him. Best Sportsnet analyst right now, Kevin Bieksa. Best up-and-coming analyst, P.K. Subban. Best insider, Elliot Friedman. Change My Mind, you probably can't. Friedman is the best insider. Yeah. Um, last point I wanted to make a few days ago, some very encouraging and exciting news I saw while scrolling through Twitter. Um, the Humboldt Broncos bus accident was 2018, yes? Yes, because it was my grade 11 year. Right. So it was like April 6th, 2018, if my memory serves me right. And a few days ago... With assistance from physiotherapists and a walker, and a walker, um, Ryan's—if I can say his name right—Strachnitsky, I believe I pronounced that right—stood um, up for the first time since the accident. And he was told that he'd never walk again. He was told he would never walk again. So that's incredible news. Incredible fight there. From, I believe he was one of the Broncos' top players, if not their captain. He was. He was. Yeah. I, I believe. Um, fun fact, um, when you and I were at that uh, Flames-Oilers game, the Battle of Alberta... Which one? Exactly, a year later, the only one that we ever went to together. Did we only... Oh, no, it's Joseph that went to the Yeah, you went with, an, with one of your other friends. Um, but April 6, 2019, a year later... Right, yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't get him out there to do a ceremonial puck drop, because he was at the game. Because in the concourse, I did see him. I didn't oh, say. You did? Yep. I, I never, I, I never in, went up and talked to him because I saw a bunch of people were around him. But he was, he was in a wheelchair wearing a Broncos jersey. And oh no, you did point that out. To I me. did point that out to you. Um, but anyway, so that's very, very cool to see, to see him, um, with the help of others, standing up on his legs with the help of a walker, even though he was told he would never be able to walk again. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where, where his. His fight will continue to go. Um, maybe imagine we see him playing hockey. Maybe one hockey. day we'll see him on skates again. Not playing high level hockey. No, but I'm saying on, on skates. skates yeah, that That'd be because cool. we've seen him play sledge hockey for now. Yeah. Imagine ten years comes back and he's either a coach or a trainer in the NHL. I 10, think that's years. that. I think you know if if he has a knack for it, I think he might. I don't know how, what he's like for hockey smarts and all that. Oh, for sure, yeah, no. But yeah. wouldn't that be something? That would, that would be cool. I don't know if he has a knack for it or not, or the smarts, but if he does, that would be very cool. Or even anything like just being a scout or something, if he has an eye yeah. for that. You know, something like that. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be really cool. But with that being said, we're now at 52 minutes into the second portion of our episode. And we only had one page of notes this time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, we had a lot of rabbit trails. Thank you for joining us on this adventure that we call the Dump and Chase podcast. Um, if you're still listening, thank you. And again, we now have an Instagram page, at Dump and Chase Pod. I'd appreciate a follow. And if you wouldn't mind just giving this podcast a download because podcast analytics suck and giving us a follow on Spotify or whatever you are watching or watching whatever you're listening to this on i would be it would be muchly appreciated 
Thank you for watching our episode. Do you have anything else to say, Ben? Um, if you do follow us on Instagram, just don't feel free to DM us. Uh, let us know who you are. Yeah, don't let, be shy. Let us know what your favorite team is. If you're listening from Belgium, <laughs> let us know what language you speak. Um, that would and, be awesome. Um, and also let us know if there's anything that any suggestions you have for things to talk about, things to change, um, new ideas or anything like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're always open to feedback, suggestions, whatever you have, anything about this podcast, any ideas, whatever, send it our way. Even just a hi, I listen to your show. Thank you for making it, whatever it is. We'd, it'd be muchly appreciated, any sort of feedback. Even if it's bad feedback, because then yeah. we can use that as constructive criticism. Exactly. And how to make the show better for you. And if you say, stop trashing the Leafs, that is one thing we will very politely or impolitely ignore. Because we like trashing the Leafs on this show. We don't dislike you, we just dislike your team. Exactly. So, um, thank you for watching, or watching, listening. I keep saying watching. <laughs> thank you for listening, and uh, hope to catch you on the next episode. So... Catch you on the next episode. See ya.